Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. Oh, and a throwdown! The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I am Joe Cardosi, joined once again by Mr. Jim Eichenhofer. We're back in the saddle, man. It feels good. How are you? I'm good, Joe. I guess, it, yeah, it's been a week since you and I were on the show together. One day last week, I took a DMP. Another day, you took a DMP. So it's great to be back. I'm doing okay. It's a little rainy and cold and gloomy outside. And yeah, it's the gross. Pelicans have lost three games in a row. Yep. But you know what? After Saturday's loss, I feel like if you had told me we need to record a podcast immediately after that game or even Sunday morning, I probably would have had a little bit of a different tone than I do right now. On, yeah, on I would Monday have been morning. like, a, I need to go to the restroom and then come back with a mustache and a disguise like <laughs> Joe Cardosi. I have no idea who that is. And then <laughs> run away. Uh, but we're here now because I'm ready to talk about it now. It, that wasn't fun. But no. uh, yeah, we've had some time to process it, uh, sort of get some perspective, see where we sit and uh, and reevaluate. That's that's why I, I need to check in on everybody today. Y'all doing all right? Because some of y'all don't seem to be doing all right by checking the tweets. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the trade machines are getting fired up. A lot oh of uh, a lot of doom and panic. Uh-huh. And uh, some of you guys need to settle down. Let's get some perspective. That's what today is for. That's what Jim is for. Yeah, I think, I mean, when you take a step back, I mean, first of all, let me start with what happened last week, I think, just reinforces the difficulty of playing on the road, the difficulty of being in the Western Conference. I mean, I'm as guilty of this as anyone else, when you start out 18 and eight and you're in first place in the West for a week, you start to think this season's going to be a, a joy ride. This is, this season's going to be just nothing but smiling and laughter and yeah. a lot of fun and rainbow. Rain, exactly. Candy, yeah. But, um, I think it just kind of shows you, you know, this is going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy. I mean, in just the road period, I mean, people, people around here, especially say newer, employees, people that haven't been around as long as you and I have yeah. will, will say to me sometimes before a game, Oh, you know, this, this, you're, you're worried about this game. And I always say one of my standard lines is I worried about every road game. Yeah. And, and, and it's very true because I don't, I mean, you can't take anything for granted. So, but anyways, the, the, the bottom line is the Pelicans are still in second place, even though mm-hmm. they lost all three games. If you had told me before last week that they would go 0-3 on the road trip, I would have been very surprised. But if you told me that they were going to go 0-3 and they'd still be 
in the top tier and in, like I said, in second place, I probably would have been surprised at that as well, because with how tight the standings are, you figure you go on a losing streak and you're going to drop a few spots. But the good news is yeah, a lot of other teams lost as well. Which right. Helped. The good news is that, uh, you know, they're still in position. I mean, if they can get back on a winning path, they they'll not only be able to stay in that top couple spots in the West, but potentially even move up to number one. So, I mean, it's, it's all still there. They didn't, I mean, it was disappointing to see the way that they played last week. And I mean, honestly, they didn't play. It's not like they played really bad. They yeah. lost a game to a team that scored 58 points or one player that scored 58 points. And then and they, they barely squeaked out a win with one player right. scoring those 58 points. Yeah. By the way, we should keep in perspective. It's not like the Suns blew us out with that Booker performance. Right. It's, it was close. I mean, New Orleans almost won that game based on the fact that their offense is really good and that there's so much firepower on this team. They shot threes pretty well in that game, which was a good yeah, it was nice change to see in the right return, direction. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they still almost beat the Suns, even though Booker had a phenomenal game and um, had a chance to score 60 at the end at the buzzer. By the way, did you notice that no one said a word about that from a New yeah, Orleans yeah, that, perspective? I, wasn't, it was weird how we didn't rush the court and uh, <laughs> start a big uh, fracas. Right, right. Uh, Chase yeah. them into their locker room, maybe. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. We should have gotten a little revenge there. I, and I think also people need to – and. and probably remembered it then, but people may need to keep in perspective now. This was the Suns' best punch. You weren't yeah. going to go to their home floor after beating them twice on your floor and then get like a half-hearted performance from mm-hmm. them. This was going to be a playoff performance from them, and you're now a team in the Pelicans because of where you sit that other teams sort of have a target on your back. You look at Milwaukee, Joe Ingles. What's his, what's his target to return? Against the Pelicans. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're one of those teams where – Players are targeted to return against you. You feel like the other yeah. teams need to feel like they are at full strength to to face you, and being that good means you're going to get those those you know full force best effort they got punches like you got against Phoenix, and you just got to get used to it. So, some of these fans are are brand new, and like you said, uh, there's new employees here who don't really know uh, the pain of previous Pelican seasons. You cannot, you literally cannot win all the games. If, mm-hmm. if you're new to basketball, new to fandom, uh, the thing is, it's a very long season, not like football, uh, where even then, uh, winning all the games is is extremely rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, basketball, much more rare. Hang in there. We're going to lose a few. There are going to be some off nights. And I think you can take heart in, in some of the losses that we had there being those were off nights. Those were not typical Pelicans performances, a couple of those losses, I would say. Yeah, I mean, they continue to be extremely competitive night in and night out. Now, Tuesday's game at Utah was an exception because it was one of those things where everything went wrong and yeah. Utah was clicking, so you lose by 20-plus points. But, I mean, for the most part, all season, they've been they've had a chance to win every game. And, I, and I, you know, this is a coulda, shoulda, woulda thing, but – I thought Saturday night when they were up 24 in the third quarter that they were really a couple plays away or a few minutes away from just putting that game, you know, to bed. And if, if you, you know, it's easy to do this, but I I just kept thinking, man, if they win this game in convincing fashion, think about the difference of how we would feel right now. They didn't though. And uh, you have to deal with that, but yep. Now that's, we're, we're on to Milwaukee. On to Milwaukee, and, and that's the thing. This is going to be a tough opponent. Um, going to be test of your sellout, by the way, because it is rainy, gross out there. We were just talking about that. It's a, it's a weird night for a game, so we we need you out there uh, being supportive because the Bucks, uh they're pretty good at basketball. Yeah, they have the best record in the league, and actually, very surprisingly, because Boston lost twice on the weekend to Orlando, both games in 
Boston. Yeah, the good Bucks, teams lose sometimes. Yeah, the Bucks quietly moved ahead of them in the standings and now have the best record in the league, even though there's been a long stretch, justifiably so, where people have just kind of understood that Boston's the, the best team in the league and off to the best start. So, yeah, that kind of snuck up on me to see the Milwaukee's in the top spot. But, I mean, we know how good they are. Uh, yeah. They don't they don't have Chris Middleton tonight, um, but they're loaded with a bunch of other good players. Giannis Antetokounmpo, easy for me to say. Uh, yeah, spell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd be here for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um. but I, I remember back to two seasons ago when the Pelicans – played the Bucks when Zion was available. Those games were so much fun, just watching yeah. those two guys go against each other. And I believe one or both of those games were on national TV because the networks are just like, we got to get these two players together on, on our airwaves. Rightfully so. So, so I'm looking forward to that. And, and really, I'm, one of the things I'm the most looking forward to that you referenced is the sellout crowd. This game has been sold out in advance for a few days. Um, like you said, it's, it's on paper. It's you know, it's a Monday night game. It's not a weekend game, but uh, I don't think we're expecting the animosity and intensity that we got last weekend with the Phoenix series. But yeah. still, I mean, it's it should be a great atmosphere just to see. Like, there's not going to be that many empty seats at all. It's going to be totally full. And uh, people, I think people have been looking forward to this game for a while just because they of the respect that people have for Milwaukee and as well as. People want to see Giannis play. Yeah, sort of, sort of what what you were just talking about. I mean, it seems like a different atmosphere than you know the Suns or, or something like that because there is a, a bit of a mutual respect I mm-hmm. feel like between New Orleans and Milwaukee, both because Drew Holiday, who's always still a friend of uh, of New Orleans here, and and fans I think will always love him. Uh, and then yeah, Giannis is just a lovable dude. You yeah, know, yeah, it's it's he hard really to is. dislike Giannis. Mm-hmm. And then Milwaukee is another small market team, and I think uh, New Orleanians understand, you know, the the struggle of the small market team. So that there's a bit of a mutual respect there. And uh, either way, I think it's going to be a fun game. And uh, moving on after that, I think that's when you can sort of start to maybe stack a couple wins. You got the Spurs coming up. You got the Thunder after that. You know, you've got some some time where you, you could maybe hopefully get some more health coming in and get a little more help and, and get right. Yeah, and even that OKC game is really the only road game they have between now and New Year's Eve. So you want to keep building on what they've been able to do at home. I did not realize this until I heard uh, Joel Myers say this um, after the game Saturday night. The seven-game winning streak at home that the Pelicans have is their longest since the 2009-10 season. So, oh, I mean, wow. they're uh, I'd have to go back and see like the last time that they've won eight in a row at home. But the last time that they won... Seven in, in a row at home was 13 seasons ago. So, I mean, they've really built up a, a nice home court advantage. So yeah. this stretch we have coming up um, next week is, you know, we, we referenced the games this week. Next week is um, Indiana, Minnesota, and Philadelphia at home, and Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Saturday's at Memphis, which that's going to be another game that everybody looks forward to and wants Don't to see. Fight. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, if they can keep piling up the wins at home, this is a, a great opportunity to, uh, you know, keep moving up in the, you know, move up. Maybe you can catch Memphis. I mean, they, they have a pretty tough schedule, even though it got a little bit easier on paper because they have, they're playing Golden State on Christmas and Steph Curry's out now. But, I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to – that's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, especially if you can get this this win tonight against the Bucks. Like you said, you're playing against some teams coming up that are struggling. Um, the Spurs have been a little bit better lately, but just – one of the have one of the poorer records in the league. Thunder 
are dangerous here and there too, yeah. but aren't doing that great. Um, Indiana has been a surprise team, but they've taken a little bit of a step back lately. Minnesota has really been struggling and doesn't have Carl Anthony Towns. And then Philly has been another team that doesn't hasn't had some of their star guys consistently on the court. I should mention, no guests today, by the way. I, I think uh, I meant to mention that in the beginning, but uh, if you were expecting, hey, let's get to our guest, no guest. You know who the guest is? Mr. Jim Eichenhofer, because uh, because I missed him. You know what? I didn't want to interrupt our time together <laughs> with some silly guest. I don't want to talk to anyone else on the phone. I want to talk to Jim. That's a good way to put it, Joe. I, you know, that's very, that's very sweet of you. I agree. And if we had a guest in here, they would have been upset because we w- would have just been tunnel vision talking to each other the whole time and would yeah. have ignored them. So it's oh, you're just- still here. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Jim. Sorry. <laughs> so it's probably just as well that we planned it this way. Yeah. You know, we sort of touched on it, uh, you know, as it's, we are trying to get the podcast out because it's, it's coming up tonight. Here they come. It is the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. And, uh, and as I said, they are good at basketball. As I said, they do have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Don't ask me to spell it. Uh, Drew Holiday, who is beloved. And, and, and they're good. So how do you expect, what do you expect the Pelicans to see from the Bucks tonight? Uh, obviously, you said that they're, they're missing Chris Middleton. But, but what is it going to look like tonight in, in the Jim Eichenhofer opinion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're a team that likes to pack the paint. I'm curious to see how they do defensively against Zion. We're seeing teams that are trying to build the wall. I'm sure the Pelicans are going to do the yeah. same thing against Giannis. To, the strategy is pretty yes, similar. the Giannis wall we've yeah. heard about. Yeah, right. Much easier said than done. Um, so I think if the Pelicans can continue to shoot threes as well as they did Saturday, that'll be a huge plus. Um, Milwaukee has a bunch of guys that are good three-point shooters. Um, Grayson Allen, Javon Carter are shooting over 40% from oh, three. Grayson Allen just annoys me. Too. <laughs> just, uh, just everything about him still annoys me. Brooke Lopez is shooting 39% from three. Our guy Drew Holiday is at 37%. Um, I'm sure he'll get a huge ovation again tonight. I, yeah, I want to say so. I want to say it's only been – he's only played one game here, I think, since the w- without the COVID restrictions for Milwaukee. So this will be cool for – the you know sellout crowd that we mentioned to be able to give him his respect. Yeah, give him some love if you're there tonight. Yeah, when he's when he's announced, show him some love. Please. I don't think they even need prompting. I think that'll that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna happen they... organically without uh, them saying Joe Cardosi said so. <laughs> but you know, you you mentioned Giannis earlier too. By the way, I feel like he's kind of like the patron saint of small markets in the NBA. If I can <laughs> yeah. go on a tangent for a second, he's what here. we wished AD would have been. When yeah, he was here basically. Yeah, I mean the fact that he's so happy playing where he is that he's constantly seems like such a team guy too. Well, I've, I've list, loved listening to some of his speeches kind of about what's important, kind of like what he prioritizes. He's, he always talks about how and getting freaky. It's not about, yeah, it's not about <laughs> himself. It's about the team. It's not about stats. It's about wins. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different elements that, um, that I really respect about him, but this, this is a team that has a lot of, uh, a lot of really good role players. Um, you know, Brooke, I, I mentioned Brooke Lopez's three-point shooting, but he's also one of the best rim protectors in the NBA. Yeah. Shot blocker. He's had kind of a resurgence in that area this year, I think partly because he was hurt for a while and missed a bunch of games, and now he's back to being 100%. So um, this is this will be this should be a lot of fun, and, and uh, hopefully the uh, Pelicans will be able to take advantage of some of the strengths that they have and be able to get back to a, a, the winning 
column. Yeah, and uh, and and once again, we should reiterate the Pelicans are not going to be at 100% uh, for this game themselves. Uh, while the Bucks are missing Chris Middleton, the Pelicans are still going to have Brandon Ingram out, and it looks like Larry Nance Jr., who's been uh, great for us lately, it looks like he's going to be uh, doubtful as well. Yeah, he's listed as doubtful on Sunday's injury report, so... I mean, if he's unable to play, I'm I'm sure that we'll probably see some more of Billy Hernan Gomez. The good news is that Billy has been just so consistently stellar when he's gotten chances to play. So efficient. Yes, he he'll he'll get you ten points, eight rebounds, and like only like fourteen yeah, minutes, minutes or something yeah. like that. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. So yeah, I mean, Larry Nance has been so valuable this year. I feel like he's been one of those guys that. Almost, I, I think New Orleans fans appreciate him because we've you see him game in and game out. And you know what he's. Yeah, I don't even know of. if you could call him underrated. I always hear Larry Nance referred to as like this underrated, you know, kind of throw into the CJ right. McCollum thing. But I think we've talked about that so much. I don't even know if you can call him underrated yeah. or forgotten anymore. I, I think nationally he's probably underrated. Right, yeah, probably. just from the standpoint of like he's not a player that people think of when they think of the Pelicans. They usually think of the top three scorers and the bigger name guys. And like you said. He was considered just kind of like, oh, yeah, he was in that McCollum trade. But now I make sure I always refer to that trade now as the McCollum-Nance trade and yes. not just the McCollum trade. Yeah, get it out so there. So that's that's a, a testament to just how much he's done. So hopefully he'll be able to get – if he does miss the game Monday night, hopefully he'll be able to get back soon. Yeah, it doesn't look like anything serious, which is good. Right, and the good news is they don't play for a couple days. They don't play till, again until Thursday. They'll have yeah. um, a couple, couple days before they get back on the court and play the Spurs and then – the back-to-back Thursday, Friday. So um, if he is out, hopefully it won't be too long. Yeah, and uh, and look, hopefully if you uh, don't get to make this game, you get to make one of the ones coming up because they got some cool giveaways coming up. Uh, the Joel and Antonio Daniels ornaments? What? I want the, a whole tree filled with those. <laughs> It'd be terrifying. Maybe you could maybe you could hoard them. Maybe you could like yeah. you know pedal, get some from people walking into the. St- it, it's going to be hard to get somebody to give those up. And what better way to just sit by the the open fire and have some good juice than to have a Joel ornament right next to your your tree there? Uh, that's a fun giveaway. They've had some fire giveaways. I got to say, between the Lego uh, thing, which I will never ever ever put together, it's like a hundred million pieces, <laughs> uh, and I don't have the patience for that. But the box looks cool. Uh, the hat. I mean, I, I got to say, Pelicans have been crushing it with the giveaways this year. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it seems like the uh, calendar that they put together that I got to look at before the season started was really impressive. Just the not just the uh, the specific ones that they've given out, but just the amount of them. It seems like I could be wrong. Don't quote me on this. I'm not a giveaway expert, but it seems like that this has been kind of uh, like a franchise high type season as far as the the number of giveaways. Yeah, you so you heard it right here. Quote him. That's the uh, head of the franchise uh, giveaway stuff, Jim Eichenhofer. <laughs> um, we yeah. uh, also look coming up. You got All Star voting, which is about to start. Uh, so if you're if you're loving your Pelicans and you got some Pelicans in mind who you'd love to see in that number. Uh, for the All-Star game, voting begins on the 21st. So it's right around the corner, goes all the way to January 21st. Uh, so plenty of time to get your votes in. And there's also going to be some fun. There's six three-for-one days that are going to allow fans to have their votes count for triple. And that's on Christmas Day. That's on New Year's Day, January 6th, 13th, 16th, and January 20th. So uh, circle those dates if you want to vote uh, three-for-one Go ahead and vote for them because uh, that's your window and it's coming up. And, man, it would be fun to see some Pelicans in that number, wouldn't it, Jim? It really would. And, you know, by the way, they are definitely getting tighter with their voter restrictions now. They, you ha- I think you have to have an NBA ID basically to 
to uh, which I just got one. I don't know, maybe a month or two ago. Oh, so. Wow, and you came with the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was one of the founding fathers. Yeah, you voted for Bill Russell <laughs> for All Star. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, you have to have an NBA NBA ID. It's not like in the past where you could you know create. 27 different Twitter accounts and like vote six yeah, times. Good on old all days. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, you know, they're very, very diligent now about voter fraud and, and you know, the, they're really cracking down on that. So yeah. it's going to have, you're going to have to put in a little bit more effort, I guess, to do it, but it'll be well worth it to see multiple Pelicans representing New Orleans and Salt Lake city in February. Yeah. So many that, that could deservedly be in that number, Jim, here we go. It's, it's about to happen. I say about to happen. It's, it's literally hours and hours away as I stare at the clock, but it feels like it's around the corner. Pelicans, Bucks, I cannot wait. And, uh, and then we can roll and, and make a little hay and, and resit atop the West against those pesky Memphis Grizzlies. Yes, Joe. I think if they can get a win tonight, I think the mood will be much different around the city. I feel better oh, already. Oh, what were you freaking out about? <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. Never right. mind. There's going to be a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel better already just having this conversation. Um, but yeah, if, hopefully we can be back here on Wednesday talking about a victory over Milwaukee and how uh, it's time to start piling up the wins again, get on yep. another winning streak, and go from there. There we go. Look at those standings today, Pelicans fans. Do not fret. It is not time to go running for the hills and firing up the trade machine. Calm down. It's going to be a fun ride. We will see you at the Bucks game tonight. Hopefully be in that number despite the weather. Be loud, be proud, cheer for your Pelicans. That is Jim Eichenhofer. I am Joe Cardosi. To heck with guests today. This is the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Thank you so much for listening to us. Tell your friends and pals about the podcast. Huh? We appreciate that. Uh, we will talk to you again on Wednesday. Until then, go Pels! Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.